Get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a tea time and filter with your girl every tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. One tea time and filter with your girl every tea. Hey sippers and welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl Lovely Tea. And I have my homegirl Emily here with me. Emily, say hey to the people. Hey. <laughs> so we want to come on here and talk about a few different things. It's a lot of stuff going on. As you guys know, Emily has been on here before and she's from Memphis. And so me and her have been talking for the past like week and a half about the whole Young Dolph situation. And she's kind of been keeping me up to date on everything that's been going on down there. So as we all know, I believe it was this past Friday that they did his funeral and they had him in like a gold casket and it was a lot. So how do you feel as far as everything that's been going on in the city since Young Dolph died? Well, um, like you and I have spoke about previously the the summer was crazy there's a lot of uh violent crime that takes place in memphis we have a lot of murders there's been a lot of shootings uh a lot of kids very young kids have been getting shot so uh with the whole Dolph thing it was really surprising because he's from here i mean he's he's good like so the i just was shocked that he was killed where he was killed like that's his area so Mm -hmm. it a lot of people, everybody around here knows. Like, I mean, there's old old folks that don't even listen to rap that know about Young Dolph and that he's he's dead. So the city has definitely been cutting up. There's been a lot more crime. I don't know if it's necessarily related to the whole thing with Dolph, but there has been a lot of crime uh, shootings and retaliation and stuff like that that's also been connected. So it, it's just crazy in the city right now. I think they've got a curfew or they've been talking about one, but then they didn't enforce it. So I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a lot going on. And that's real interesting that you said that you're surprised that he got killed in his own hood where everybody knows him. They know that that's young Dolph. But I remember a long time ago, Lil Boosie said on a Vlad TV interview, he was saying that, you know, a lot of people will hate on you in your own neighborhood, in your own community where you're from. Um, It's called hypnotized by hatred. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll want to kill you just to say that they killed you. Whereas you can be from a whole, you can move to like, let's say they move from Memphis to Atlanta. Or let's say you're from Atlanta, but you move to LA. You're more safer, you know, uprooting your roots and planting them in a whole nother city than staying in your city. Like, people don't realize how many rappers and entertainers get killed in their own city. It's insane. Yeah, and it's what's really sad, too, is he really did uh, give so much back to his city, to the community. He -hmm. had just uh, got done doing, I think, like two different turkey drives at his old high school because, you know, it's kind of close to Thanksgiving. So he was back in his community literally giving back, and that's, you know, when it happened. And what's really sad is I, I think, I mean, I don't know for sure, but obviously it was a hit. And I don't know if it was someone in his camp. I don't know how whoever was after him knew where he was. But it was, I think everybody was just shocked. Because I was like, damn, he literally was just doing a turkey drive at his high school and got wiped out. Like, it's, it's horrible. 
Yeah. You know, and the fact that he's a father, he's a husband, you know, it's just really sad. And another thing I've seen a lot of people making the connection because him, XXX, I mean, you talk about XXX all the time. Yeah, I'm a big um, X fan. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that all the time. And him, XXX, and um, I believe it was Mo3, the one who got killed on the freeway in Texas, they all had distribution deals with the same company. So a lot of people found that very strange that all three of them were taken out and they were all under the same distribution management company. Yeah, the the whole thing with X, too, like, I I don't believe that whole situation. I don't Mm -hmm. believe that just some people that he knew wanted to rob him and he ended up dying. I think there was a lot more to it that we know like it's it was just a really shady situation and the same thing with Dolph I think it you know so many he just had so much love in the city I I don't see it as just some random person just running up on him because they were jealous like I think it was definitely planned it was orchestrated that was definitely a hit that was taken out and speaking of him being a dad I remember watching an interview he did where he was speaking so strongly about being in his kids lives and just the thought of somebody else raising his kid because he didn't have or his kids uh, his parents weren't around was just heartbreaking to him so the fact that he was killed at such a young age and his kids still got to grow up without him is is really sad yeah no it really is and that's the part that's just so unfortunate out here is that you have so many people who just don't respect life like we tell these dudes to find something to get them out the hood and to make money and take care of their families and then they're not able to enjoy it um because i know young Dolph owned his masters i believe xxx owned his own masters as well and i know king bonded and so people are trying to, you know, are saying like, that's really weird that all these guys who are trying to be independent and not necessarily signed to the majors were also killed. You know, is this some type of sacrifice? What is going on? That's the part because they, they were pretty big, but they weren't like, let's say as big as like a Kanye Drake, you know, right. they were more mid-level. And so, you know, is it a thing where these guys because you have a lot of these guys coming into the game who have way more knowledge now. Well, if you have a big enough fan base, you don't have to sign with the majors. You right. know, you can kind of work on your own deal. You can just do distribution. I mean, Master P basically honed that in back in like the late 90s, early 2000s when he had an unheard of distribution deal, you know, was able to distribute his own music as opposed to giving these record companies all of this money. And so it's very interesting that these young men all died in the same violent manner. And like the old saying goes, a lot of people are worth more dead than alive. Yeah, because that's what everybody's been saying, you know, that's like, I don't know, I go to the nail shop and people are getting like young Dolph nails and stuff. And they're like, oh, you need to stream his music, stream his music. And I'm like, you know, was y'all streaming his music like that before? And I know that's the first thing that goes to uh, to people's heads, but Dolph was very vocal about being independent and you can be independent and make more money than some of these. I mean, look at all the stuff going on with these like mega stars right now. That and have these, boy. Yeah. And uh, Doja Cat, all that stuff going on. They are in these horrible deals. They're, you know, they're probably internationally known, but Dolph probably was bringing home more money than them because he was independent. Right. And see, but that's what I always tell people. That's the trade off. That's where you have to really decide when you get to that crossroads. Do you want fame or do you want money? Because the two are not equal. 
Because you can have all the fame in the world. People can know you. You can be in all the publications, all the magazines, but you can still be broke. You get uh -huh. what I'm saying? Even going back to TLC. That's what I was just the, thinking yeah, of. They were like the biggest girl groups and they were literally broke. You have regular people who bring home 300000 a year. Yeah. Let alone a mega star group like that. So for some people, that's where you have to really understand that, yeah, you may not ever get as famous as a Kanye or a Kim or a Drake, but to own your own masters and to get your own money, to me, that makes more sense than to be making all this money for somebody else. But that is also why, like you said, we have to support independent creative artists. And so many times we only support the big celebrities that are part of that mainstream machine. And I think mm -hmm. that's where some of the frustration was for young Dolph where, cause I know a few times he was talking about retiring because it felt like nobody was really supporting him in the same way they were supporting a lot of the majors. Yeah. Cause he wasn't getting that, that huge push like a artist like say Doja Cat that, you know, like has Pepsi endorsements and things that he's not getting that same push that she is. But like I said, he probably, I mean, I don't know how much money she's making or whatever, but he has more uh, longevity because he mm -hmm. can continue to make money off of his music. I mean, some artists are working, like literally working themselves sick and they're getting pennies to the dollar on all of their hard work. Yeah. And that's just part of the game, you know, that it's all about using people. And that's why sometimes I get disappointed when um, you have artists who've been in the game and they and they know what it is to get screwed. Right. To get these horrible contracts and not be treated fairly. You know, we can talk about P. Diddy. Hell, even if you saw the. Um, what was the movie on BT New Edition movie? Remember, they were in that horrible contract. And then when Belle Biv DeVoe broke up and did their own thing, what did they do? They did the same thing to boys to men. So it's like people will go through this situation and then get in, get themselves in that position where they want to eventually be and then turn around and take advantage of the next group. And then it just keeps going on and it keeps, you know, it's like a cycle that's constantly repeating. And that's the part that's unfortunate that at this point, it's not even some of the white major labels that are taking advantage of black artists. You have some big black artists like Diddy and others who are also taking advantage of these artists as well. Yeah, it's like they get taken advantage of and then they learn the game and then they find someone to prey on to kind of like, I guess, recoup what they lost. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's definitely how it feels. And I just think like the whole situation that's going on right now in Memphis with like another rapper in the industry being killed is really sad. And I remember like even getting news reports over the next few days. It was like, you know, a killing here. Um whoever they suspected had something to do with it, people were just popping up dead. You know, they even shot up the memorial. And I know you said they're supposed to be doing a public memorial coming up as well. Yeah, they're having it at the FedEx Forum, which is in Memphis, pretty much the the biggest stadium. That's that's like the big stadium there that everybody goes to. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of people. I, I think it's free. I'm not for sure. Mm -hmm. I personally am not going to go, though, because it's just been too crazy. When they had the one... Um, at uh, Makita's, the, the cookie spot that he got mm -hmm. shot at. I mean, there there's kids. It's right next to a family dollar. That it, People were shooting up that one. It's just been crazy. There's a lot of retaliation going on, and I, I don't know if it's connected or not. I'm sure there's people because I ain't really, you know, <laughs> I ain't in the streets like that, but I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there upset and hurt, 
and you know they probably know a little bit more about the situation so there there's a lot of crazy stuff going on when it first happened like I said, they were talking about enforcing a curfew. They had a lot of uh, police patrol in certain areas that they felt were going to be hot. I don't know how helpful that was, though, because, I mean, that, that's probably a whole different podcast. But um, the the police are, it, they're, there's just not enough. Like, there's not enough. They're underpaid. They're overworked in Memphis. Um, so they don't really have enough out there to even do anything about all the crime. Like, they can't keep up with it. It's about the same as the hospitals. I mean, you go to the med downtown, there's literally people shot and bleeding in the waiting room, and they're just sitting out there dying because they ain't really, I mean, they're just so packed. There's so many shootings. Mm, it's like wow. COVID, but being shot. Mm-hmm. People yeah, out in the hallway, all kind of stuff. Yeah, and then it doesn't help because, again, you had these mandates, right? So today's show sponsor is StoryWorth.com. The holiday season is here. I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship that we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. So what is StoryWorth, you ask? StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful, meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relatives or friends a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions that you would have never thought to ask. Like, what's the bravest thing you've done in your life? Or even things like, what would you tell your younger self? Back when you were a teenager. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. So if you're interested in giving those you love the most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come, make sure you go to StoryWorth.com slash tea time. To save $10 off your first purchase. Once again, that's storyworth.com slash tea time to save $10. Like the whole vaccine mandate. So you have people quitting. So that's affecting the staff at the hospital from being able to give proper care. And yep. then, you know, the whole defund movement, you know, regardless if it went through or not in certain cities, the movement and the energy was enough to just tell a lot of cops to say, well, F it, I quit. Not doing yeah. this, you know? Memphis has had a lot of, uh, I'm not, I don't know if corruption would be the word, but a while back, even before the whole like defund the police, they had this thing called the blue flu because they were taking away a lot of the police officers, um, like pensions and cutting their benefits and their wages. And, you know, they're like, I'm putting my lives on the line every day going out here, you know? So mm -hmm. a lot of them all called in that day. So it, it was crazy. And back to the, the hospitals, I talked to a doctor the other day, and he said 30% of the nursing staff at the hospital that he works at are gone because they didn't get vaccinated. Mm. I'm like 30%. My brother was literally just at the high school in there now, but uh, he literally, he's in there for stomach issues. And there's people literally on um, the, what are those beds, like gurneys or whatever, literally on yeah. gurneys in the hallway. And it's not because the hospital is just so crammed packed with people it is so understaffed. The nurse personally told him, we don't even have any nurses on this floor. So you're going to be by yourself for a little while. And we might have to move you out in the hallway. That's how bad it is. So not even COVID, but there's people out there, gunshot victims, all kind of illnesses. But with the crime right now, the hospitals are overwhelmed. The police are overwhelmed. It's just not a good time to be outside right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a lot going on. And it's like happening in so many cities. Like, you know, even up here, um, we just broke the record the other day. I haven't seen this much death since I was a kid, you know, since like 1995 when I was in junior high, when we got the beautiful name of Murderapolis. Okay. And New York gave us that name because our murders that year, 95, surpassed New York City. And Minneapolis is not the size of New York City. Right. So we once again in 2021 have been given the crown of Murderapolis because we have now broken the record from 1995 on the murders. It's it. The energy is so nerve wracking at this point. It's like, you know, we go out, we have a good time. But a lot of times when we go out, even when we went out to the Rick Ross concert this past weekend, we left about maybe 25 minutes before everything ended. Like, I want to leave early. I want to get out before the crowd, before right. drunk people start stumbling and ready to fight and somebody pulls out a gun. So we always tend to leave a little bit earlier before everything ends, just right. you know, to be safe. But it's just so sad. It's so many young people um, that are just getting hurt and shot out here, babies. And... Like you said, there's no staff. There's no police like that. You know, the police right now, they're on eggshells. They're walking on eggshells since the whole George Floyd situation. If you call them, you're lucky they come to Minneapolis within 10, 15 minutes, if that. You oh, know, yeah, that definitely know. happened here. There ain't yeah. about to be no police. And if you get in a car wreck, you're better off just exchanging insurance information. And if you can leave the site, do that because it's going to be hours before officers get out there for something as, you know, not saying minuscule, but mm -hmm. to them, just a fender bender ain't a big deal. You know, they got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, they're now coming. And a lot of cities are saying that, too, because right now it's such a, you know, a low volume of police officers, ambulance, that if it's a fender bender, like certain calls, they're not even going to respond to. It's like, hey, figure it out. Yeah. You know, so like I just feel like it's so much things going on in the world that has gotten us to where we're at with this whole situation, you know, and whenever it's a celebrity that's shot, of course, more eyes on it because it's a superstar. But I think we also need to keep the same energy when it's just a regular Joe Schmo or a young girl or a young, you know, boy who loses their life over nonsense because oh, yeah. the violence around the country is just getting really, really unnerving at this point. Um, and then I think there's also like a sense of hopelessness where people do not know what's going to happen in 2022. You notice nobody's saying, um, I've not seen a lot of new year's resolutions or people saying 2022 is going to be my year. No, you know, no, you don't. <laughs> like 2019 is my year. Hey, yeah. <laughs> no, people are just trying to survive. <laughs> I, you know, I know that you say that I hadn't noticed that either. You know, <laughs> you don't hear too many New Year's resolutions right now. People are just trying to make it. Yeah, yeah, they really are. You know, everything from the supply chains to food getting more expensive, the safety, the staff. And then we got this new damn uh, Omarion, a.k.a. Omicron virus. You that's know, how that's I remember here. the name. <laughs> <laughs> we just named it the, Omar the Mar Omarion. That's what was trending on Twitter. But yeah, it's just it's so much stuff that's going on right now that's affecting so many people. And, you know, it, it's sad because, again, it's not just Memphis. It's just not Minneapolis, Atlanta, L.A. This is like a, a national issue. And, um, you know, everybody just has to be very, very vigilant and just understand that, you know, we're fighting a war out here. 
you know, you have to stay prayed up for real. Yeah, it definitely seems like something on a spiritual level. Like I was telling you earlier, there was, uh, I believe, because I was kind of like, listen, there was two teenage girls that got into a fight at a gas station right around the corner. And literally, like, I guess one had a gun and they got shot. I don't know if any of them died or not, but I I just can't imagine like someone it's so senseless. Like there are so many senseless murders going on that it is so much deeper than just, you know, uh, infrastructure and, uh, you know, improper education and um, under like privileged areas there is some spiritual, just messed up energy going on right now. And it is definitely affecting people of, of all different age range. It, it's really crazy. And you can, it's almost like you can feel it. Like things just feel weird. I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to be a really cold, like, you know, winter is coming type thing. And we don't even have to go that deep with it. I just feel like, you know, violence is on the uptick. It just, it really is everywhere. And, you know, it's like this weird energy that's still lingering from 2020, you know, the whole demon time thing and all these people trying to get clout. It's almost like if you can't get famous, we can become infamous. And that's just as good as fame nowadays. It's really sad. Yeah. And it's really scary too. Cause one going back to the Dolph thing, the people who killed him, they still haven't caught them. Like they, who knows mm. where they are. They're probably on, a, they probably got on a plane and are God knows where, but They haven't, as of right now, there's been no updates. They can't seem to find out who did it. And like you were saying, it's just that that energy for ever since 2020, to me, things just haven't been right. And like I said, Memphis does have a lot of crime. Um, We're known to have a lot of violent crime, but it's gotten way, way worse. Like every year, the records are just breaking. Like it's getting more and more. There's more and more deaths, more shootings, more violent crimes every year. So there's definitely something out in the energy in the ether or whatever that's got people acting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's something there with the energy of, of humanity right now, you know? So I just wish everybody in Memphis the best. And I just hope that, you know, eventually the crime rate comes back down and cooler heads will prevail, you know, taking other people out because of one person, it's not going to bring back that one person. Right. You know, so I, I never understand where people get on that kick. And I get trying to go after who you suspect may have had something to do with it, but unless you have proof, you know, you don't want to get yourself involved in something like that. So the whole thing is just really sad. So I want to go ahead and segue onto the next topic here. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the whole situation with Jesse Smollett, honey. Uh. AKA Jesse Smollett. <laughs> what you used to say, street meat? <laughs> yeah, Jesse street meat. And see, people used to try and get mad, but now he's admitting, okay, that he's about that street meat action. Because if you guys do not know, Jesse went on trial today. He finally spoke for the first time. And basically during his testimony, um, he admitted, I'm going to read some of it here. Um, Jesse Smollett talked about his drug-fueled partying lifestyle and revealed that... Um, the Osendario brother, there's two of them. One is Ola and the other one is, uh, what's his name? Is Ambibola. Um, he's saying that him and Ambibola, they did cocaine together and hooked up the first night they met in the club in the fall of 2017. He said, we were in the club and you go to the bathroom, you go into the stall, do a bump, do a bump, then just kept going in. Then we went into the bathhouse 
And he, the bathhouse at their time out is called a gay spa called Steamworks. So in the bathhouse, he went on to say that we did more drugs, we made out, and then we started touching and things like that. But the sexual encounter didn't go further until their next trip to the bathhouse. And then he goes on to say that when they went to the bathhouse the next time, he says, we went alone this time. We got a private room again. We did drugs, made out a little bit. And this time we masturbated together. Oh. I, I'm like, what in the street meet is going on here, honey? That's something new to me. I didn't even know they had clubs with bathhouses in them. So that, that actually is, is kind of neat. But, you know, I was thinking whenever he came out with this whole plan, I think he might have been high on that coke then because that was a dumbass plan that he came up because you could tell he orchestrated it. I mm -hmm. think he was on something when he come up with that idea because it's just stupid. Well, it just goes to show you how many people in Hollywood are literally on drugs and get high. He's oh, yeah. now admitting to doing bumps in the bathhouse, in the bathroom. Like, I could see smoking weed, but he's talking about he's doing bumps of cocaine. Well, I so heard out in L.A., weed. coke is like weed. People be doing oh, coke yeah. out in L.A. like they, they smoke weed around here. Oh, yeah. That that's a big thing, especially in the industry. And that's what's so interesting. Cause when I first heard bathhouse, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like the Roman Empire? Like yeah. I haven't heard I haven't heard bathhouse since like ancient history. I'm like, what is this? You know, like 1452? You yeah. know, but I guess it's like a thing in the gay community, like gay men, they go to these bathhouses and stuff. But then you have to think to yourself, like, Jesse, you are a legitimate star. You are on Empire. Why are you trolling for, you know, for bathhouse peen? Well, you could buy somebody back to your damn house, you know? So it's just, the whole thing is just weird. But I think at the end of the day, he's doing all of this to make this seem like these, like, like this dude is gay. He's on the DL and he's basically upset because Jesse wasn't able to get him a starring role on empire. So him and his brother did this whole plot to destroy his reputation. And it's like, you're That's like, trash. It's, it's such, it's such BS. And the fact that he's even, that he has the audacity and the arrogance to just not admit that this was a hoax. Yeah, I mean, I understand, like, the embarrassment and all that that comes with it, but just like you and I were literally just talking about the lack of resources. I mean, they poured so many resources into in investigating this case because it was so high profile. I mean, it was national news, and the fact that he wasted their time, I understand being upset about... Um, being upset about hate mail and things like that and them not really handling it that way. But obviously his plan, that's not the way to go about it. And it clearly was a plan. It was dumb as hell too. And he was stupid for thinking he would get away with it. Exactly. And the thing that's so crazy is even the, the hate mail, like I said, it looks like something that you would see in a Scooby-Doo movie. We're going to cut out these letters, different shapes and sizes from magazines and newspapers and put it all together. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you're just a weirdo. You know, that's why I feel like it's even bigger than what it is, because it seems like it, 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 it involves a lot of people in the political sphere. Because even yeah. when they had asked Kamala Harris when the whole lie came out and they're like, well, what do you think about the whole Jesse Smollett situation? She was stuttering. Like she could remember. remember that she was yeah. she could barely even speak. And I'm just like, this has to go way deeper than Jesse. I'm not believing where him and his lawyer are trying to take it and put all the blame on the two brothers. 
I believe they might have had sex. They might have hooked up because I remember them videos on Instagram when it, when we first discovered who he was, how he was twerking and doing all that weird shit on camera and dancing uh -huh. with his dog. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? So yeah, <laughs> I can see them hooking up, but Jussie definitely came up with this plan and he oh, yeah. moved them, you know, and now he's trying to throw them under the bus. And I think it's just sad. And they've been honest from day one from, you know, they didn't have to come forward. They could have just sat back and let the police figure everything out. But they came forward and kind of was like, you know what? We confess we had something to do with this, but he put us up to it because the lie was just stupid. And you had to ask yourself, you know, how narcissistic and sociopathic is Jesse to ruin his career by perpetuating this lie? And then it really put the nation in a whole racial divide. Because yeah. remember, it was like this whole black versus white, MAGA versus the Democrats. And then to find out that this was just all made up, it's just so stupid. It was so unneeded. Yes, it was very divisive. And what's so like fucked up about the whole situation is there are real hate crimes that happen every day where people really do get treated horribly like that. And now because, not saying that they won't be taken seriously, but people now are always going to think, oh, the, the whole Jesse Smollett thing, like he made it, you know, it's the same thing as people who call rape when they're not really raped. It puts that thing in the back of your mind, that thought like, well, are they, isn't that even what something pe some people call now? Are they doing the Smollett? Mm-hmm. But exactly. I, I do think that um, Jesse did not come up with this all by himself. I think there probably are other people that helped him come up with this idea because they thought that it was not going to go left. And it was going to be this huge ordeal and it probably would catapult his career and he would be so famous and it ended up all just being messed up and they're throwing the, the brothers under the bus. Yeah, they're definitely trying to do that, you know, and and that's the sad part. It's like if you have common sense, you can see where they're running game with this whole situation. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to Jesse if he's going to end up getting in prison time or get a year or two or three in prison. Who knows? But the fact that he's not just admitting that it's a hoax is insane. When there's literally videos of him and these brothers kicking it, doing dry runs. You know, there's videos of the brother buying MAGA hats and the rope that was around Jesse's neck. You know, I just, fame is a hell of a drug. And maybe he felt like, you know, after Empire, he wouldn't have anything else. So let me pull on the heartstrings of America so that way I'll always be guaranteed television roles. Because once you get that taste of fame and that lifestyle, I mean, Jesse's been in the game for years, but let's keep it real. Uh, nobody really knew who he was like that until Empire. Like, I mean, he did some right. childhood acting, but it was nothing stellar. So it's like Empire is really his big break. And sometimes people don't get their big break until they're older. And once they have that, they don't want to go back to being, you know, a struggling actor, or, you know, the actor formerly from Empire. So I believe that he also played a hand in this to help elevate his career, as well as helping other people in the political world, you know, what I'm saying look good because they were even using that um, situation with Jesse to try and pass the anti lynch bill. Which oh, yeah. I think is a great bill to pass, but now it looks horrible because it's attached to Jesse Smollett who, you know, wasn't lynched. He, he wasn't even attacked. And when you have real cases of that, you know what I'm saying? That's what needed to be pushed, not this liar. 
Yeah, and around that, well, I mean, I would even say still today, but it, definitely at that time, it was a very sensitive time um, politically because I want to say that, you know, the election wasn't too far behind or wasn't too far ahead. So, uh, and a lot, there was a lot of animosity. It was very divided. So mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that there was an agenda behind it. And I honestly, I didn't know, I didn't watch Empire though. So I didn't know who Jesse Smollett was until this whole ordeal. And I remember when I originally heard about it, the first thing I thought was like, oh my God, that's horrible. Like you, you had so much right. sympathy and it, it made you sad. You're like, damn, they're just, people are horrible. And then as more information came out, it was like, damn, like he literally was pulling on the heartstrings of people. Right. No, he definitely was. And now it's like, he's just making himself look crazier and crazier. Like now you're admitting to doing coke. You're admitting to hooking up with, because he says he met him the first day. So you're admitting to hooking up with like random guys on the first day. It's just like, damn, you're out here, you know, like a damn struggle actor. Yeah. And he's supposed to be this, this well-known, you know, or at least doing better. I think Mm -hmm. had he not done all that, he probably would have been way better off than this because most people I would say that's what he's known for now is this whole ordeal and I think most people can kind of see through the bullshit that's what Mm -hmm. he's going to be known for yeah he hasn't been able to bounce back since then I remember he lost the NAACP image awards Um, a lot of people backed up off of him Empire ended up getting canceled behind this Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. it was so embarrassing, and that's sad that that show went out like that because I know at least the first two, uh, three seasons. I'll say I didn't watch near the end, but the first three seasons were so good. So yeah, I heard a lot show, of good things about the show. I never yeah. got a chance to watch it, but I, I heard it was a really good show. And also, I will say that I know his character in particular really spoke to a lot of people. A lot of people saw rep, you know, representation by Mm -hmm. him and what he went through with his family and all that. And he had a really good story. And the fact that so many people were able to see representation through him, through the show. And even though, you know, that was a character he was playing, the actor ends up going and doing some dumb shit like this. Right. Right. And that's what just doesn't make any sense. That's why I feel like there's other people behind it because he's never honestly been involved in anything. Like, you know, just period. Like, he's never been involved in any scandal. You know, he probably just toots his cocaine and minds his business. But he's never, you know, as far as public stuff, we've never heard Jesse be involved in any nonsense. You know, who would put their career on the line like this? So yeah. that's why I feel like there's, it's way deeper, you know, that he was put up to it. But he's the idiot who decided to go along with it. Yeah. And then the whole, like, I guess, secret, uh, what was that, the secret trial or whatever that they did. That was really sus, too, because I mm-hmm. thought that that was the, the end of it until I started hearing the rumblings of all this going on. I was like, wait a minute. I thought that the city was pissed off because they did something behind their back. And so it already showed, OK, he's got some type of political ties mm-hmm. that most your average person doesn't. Yeah, he does. You know, so. I think when it's all said and done, he might find himself in a cell with R. Kelly, honey. Maybe Uh-oh. they can do a duet together because we know Justin <laughs> can sing and R. Kelly can blow. Oh, oh, okay. Jailhouse Chronicles, Volume <laughs> One. <laughs> you know that would be that would be some tea right there. I could only imagine folks yeah, would be selling be stories from the cell. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I would be here for it. You know, what I'm saying he he's a mess, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but. Again, this is why 
I mean, when you think about it, that, like I was saying earlier, fame is a hell of a drug. These were brothers that were minding their own business. I know the one brother, he's trying to be a professional boxer. Both of them have bodies out this world. I do. That's what, that's what attracted Jesse to them was their bodies. Because I guess supposedly, honey, Lee Daniel was saying that Jesse was getting a bit pudgy. Uh-oh. He's kind of fat on Empire. Yeah, he's, he's got some nerve. Check. Right. He was getting that check and Jesse was eating very well. So allegedly Lee Daniel was like, you know, you need to slow down on the damn Dunkin' Donuts, sir. You know, you need to get back in shape. You're getting a little big. So that's when he had reached out to the Osandara brothers because they were doing background work on Empire. They were playing prisoners. And even on their old Instagram page, there's a picture of them in prison uniforms with um, yeah, Big Daddy, a.k.a. Lee Daniels. So they're taking a picture with him. But that's how they first connected. But again, people get so enamored with celebrity that they throw all common sense out the window. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get involved in a racial hoax with the celebrity. Like who, like what in the world? Like why would they themselves, the Osandario brothers, even risk what they're building, their brand, their livelihood, you know, embarrassment of their family to even get involved in this nonsense. Like you're talking about a celebrity who at the time, like I said, he had no controversy. He was pretty big. I wouldn't say he was A-list, but he was definitely at least B-list, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so what did they think was going to happen? He was going to get some sympathy and was going to get swept under the rug. This is not only a racial hate crime, but also a gay hate crime. You know, the damn LGBT, they're not going to let this slide. Absolutely so they not. Know that they were not going, you know, they were going to go hard for Jussie. Mm-hmm. One putting black into because he's gay. So for them to get involved in this and just ruin what they were building, you know, for themselves is just silly. But again, people get enamored with fame that they throw all common sense out the window. Yeah. And all these people too involved, they're grown. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. he manipulated some, some, you know, 17 year olds or 18 year olds, oh, not even 19. Like these are all grown men. And I um, remember hearing, uh, I don't know if it was like a news article or coverage or whatever, but one of the brothers, uh, when he had approached them about the plan, had said that he felt indebted to Jesse because he had helped him get, I guess, a better role uh, mm-hmm. in a TV show. And I'm like, you're literally risking your freedom over a role. Like, you're not indebted to someone because they got you a better role. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. And he ended up being in like this bootleg movie. I don't know if the movie ever came out, but the guy who wrote, I got the hookup, the movie with master P. Yeah. They also made like this bootleg movie. Um, and I can't think of the name right this second, but he was in that because TMZ had reported this years ago. So he was in that movie as well. And they were basically, I guess he got that compliments of Jussie. But it was like one of those straight to red box, you know, triple aluminum, <laughs> you know, wasn't yeah. going to go Oscar, wasn't Oscar right. worthy, but at least he got his foot wet. And so that was just some of the things that Jesse did for him. So, I mean, again, like you said, for them to feel that indebted, like it wasn't even like an A-list movie. And it didn't, I, I can't remember the exact amount, but didn't they, was, wasn't it $3,400? Like it was, that he paid them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3500 that's honestly, I mean, that I'm not saying that that's just something, you know, that is, is nothing. I mean, I, but that's not a lot of money to, for the extent of what they did. It's not like he cut right. a check for, you know, 50 grand, like $3,400. Most, most people, I would say, if they really like, you know, got their, had to put things together, they could come up with that if they had to. I would say like right. your average person, probably. 
But it just goes to show you that the fact that he knew he was also using these guys because they weren't making a lot of money. They probably didn't have money like that, you know? Right. So, um, and you're a big star. So there's that dynamic, you know, yeah. that celebrity worship, that dynamic, you're up here and we're down here. So he knew that he could throw 3,500 at them and they'd be grateful for that. Plus this, you know, movie role. And I found it here from Googling. Uh, the movie role was called, <laughs> it was called Friends, Family, and Lovers. How ironic. <laughs> Sometimes they just don't mix. Ooh. Oh, wow. So ironic. That is the name <laughs> of the movie. And that that's is. literally what these friends, quote unquote, turned lover, got into it with, with Jussie. And that's something that shouldn't have mixed. How ironic. I'm wondering what Jesse Smollett's net worth is because that it's at thirty five hundred for me. Like you got some nerve paying them only thirty five hundred dollars for that shit. I'm about to Google it because I'm curious what his net worth is. I mean, I don't know if it's in the millions, but that, that's just not a lot of money for. I mean, it is, but you get what I'm saying. That's what they did, yeah. They're saying his net worth is about one point five million. Okay, so he could have done a little bit better than thirty five hundred. Yeah, he could have gave them at least ten grand. Come on now, just because yeah, they had to split it too. It was a two man yeah. job. So that's, <laughs> that's right, a exactly. That's he not a lot shit. of money. He ain't shit. Mm-mm. So the whole situation with them is just a mess. And I think it's sad because like his sister's journey, I mean, he has a lot of siblings, but I know journey. I mean, I love her. I love her acting. Um, she's really dope. I've, I've been a big fan of her since even before East Bayou. I remember her on full house with Michelle. Um, so it's, it's kind of sad because it's kind of tainted the Smollett legacy. It's kind of even tainted his siblings a little bit. It's just a bunch of nonsense. And it's like, None of this was that serious. It just does not make any sense how he got caught up in this nonsense and why he would do this. That's why I feel like it goes a lot deeper. But for him, it's going to be in his best interest to throw those guys who are not really famous, throw them under the bus and make it seem like, oh, they're upset because I wasn't able to get them a role on Empire or they're just trying to blackmail me. Then for him to come out and say, hey, Kamala or whoever was behind this whole thing. Oh, yeah, he's definitely not going to be dropping the the big names. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Lee had something to do with it, if uh, Kamala had something to do with it. There's definitely some big names, I think, behind it. But you're absolutely right. Just throwing them, the lowest people on the totem pole under the bus, is definitely in his best interest. Exactly. So that whole situation is a mess. But I can't wait to see where we go from here. All right. So now, speaking of street meat. And other <laughs> trifling shit that's going on. <laughs> if y'all do not know, Nick Cannon is currently trending all over social media, honey. He was on his talk show today with this tight ass skinny jean suit on. I don't know if he's not wearing boxers. I, I don't know if he's just free balling, but that thing was hanging, honey. <laughs> that big old beef stick. You can see it through his pants. And then now there's another picture that's on Twitter that shows him completely nude. I don't know if it's real, but it looks pretty real to me. That thing was about touching his collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> Not the collarbone. <laughs> Everybody on social media is going crazy right now. Like, now we see why he got a whole a whole damn tribe of children by multiple different women. Yeah, it definitely makes a lot more sense now. 
<laughs> but I always suspected that it had to be something. You know what I'm saying? He might be corny, but that thing long. But I, I knew it had to be something about Nick because, you know, whatever. Yeah, the money's long, but that thing's a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I think his dick is longer than his money. Because <laughs> that thing's long. Um, now, <laughs> uh, how, who put the picture out? Does anybody know? I don't know where that triple X rated picture came from. It might have been from one of his little groupies, maybe somebody who, you know, he broke their heart and they decided to release it. But that picture just dropped about an hour ago. Like I said, allegedly, I don't know if it's 100% real, but it looks real to me. But yeah. the reason why the nude came out is because of what happened on the talk show today. What I must have missed it. What happened on the talk show? Well, he got up to talk. He was in that tight ass suit. Oh, oh, okay. And he okay. got up to talk, and the only thing everybody could focus on was his pain. <laughs> that shit was damn near touching his knee. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, and do sausage was trending on social media. Everybody was like, and we just gonna ignore the fact that he got a big old sausage just sitting on his thigh. <laughs> Them ratings about to go through the roof. <laughs> Look, they said, you know what? I believe he did this on purpose because you know nobody was checking for his talk show. Yeah, the they were clowning them ratings. Yeah, them, them ratings were definitely falling, but now he's trending again. You know Nick is, you know, that's just what he does. He likes to start controversy. So I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him in some boxers, gave him a suit that was the regular size, and he was like, no, I'm about to go viral. Fuck them <laughs> yeah. draws. I want the tightest pair of pants you can give me. Yeah, you know, I mean, because the coat doesn't cover anything, and then all you see is his peen just literally just laying there on his leg like a snake. Yeah, that thing was scary. Um, well, in the picture, one thing I don't know, I noticed, but I was like, I, I see Nick shaves, I guess. I mean, I wasn't trying to zoom in, but you can't help but look for little details. So I was like, damn, this was definitely like, uh, I'm not going to say a planned picture, but he meant to send that picture to somebody and he was trying to look good. Yeah. Because he definitely was shaved in all the right places. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely one of those, you know, send me a nude selfie and I'm going to send you one back. That's yes. the vibe I was getting from that picture. Yeah, that's the one he keeps on deck if he needs to send one. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this is just ridiculous. I don't even know what to think. And I'm like, this is on just regular daytime. <laughs> 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 This is on regular daytime television. Who the hell has their damn Johnsonville sausage just chilling on their lap? Balls and all. You can see his balls through his <laughs> <laughs> Nick said he's getting them ratings up. Getting them up. He's getting them up by any means necessary, honey. Right. Any he's, means necessary. He's getting those ratings up higher than his dick. <laughs> they are going in on him right now on social media. So of course the females are loving it. You know, we're not we're not gonna turn a, you know, we're not gonna turn down no, you know, a free peen, you know, picks. So the girls are loving it. The guys are dragging him. They're like, this dude is an attention whore. He knows what he's doing. But I it's funny because he's like talking and posing and he's trying to act like he don't feel his 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 peen right there on his thigh. <laughs> yeah, he knows exactly what the hell he's doing. Has he came out with a statement? or uh, You know what? I bet he'll talk about it on his talk show tomorrow. Oh, right. He probably will. No, he hasn't came out with no statement. The memes are being cranked out. Everybody's talking about this. I mean, at this point, it's like, is this mental illness? Like, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's the picture in the suit that I think is so funny. Because <laughs> at one point, he's trying to button the 
suit. And it's like, sir, what are you buttoning? Your dick is literally damn near your knee. <laughs> I wonder, there had to be at some point, like, there wasn't a camera guy or someone that's like, yo, bro, like, you know, <laughs> like, nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did, but Nick Cannon loves attention. So I can see him doing this on purpose, like I'm about to go viral. I mean, the memes are just so funny. You got girls in wheelchairs throwing themselves over slips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cracking up at these memes all over social media, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's funny because it's like Dick Cannon is corny, but not everybody's like, okay, now it makes sense. It yeah. really makes sense how he's able to pull all these bad bitches <laughs> Yeah, and how they're all willing to just have kids with them and, you know, be part of his haram or whatever you call it. <laughs> but it's the new picture for me. Yeah, I really that, think that's a real picture. I do, too, because I was went so, you know, everybody knows how to work their angles or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm like, is that angle? Does it, but based off of the picture previously from his talk show, clearly, right. I, I don't, I don't. It matches the size. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just his face. <laughs> the one in the suit's the one that's tripping me out. I'm sure he'll talk. He'll address it in his talk show tomorrow. Yeah, because the one where he's sitting on the couch, you know, just just hoodie peeing in the balls out. <laughs> um, it does look like it's a real picture because you can tell it's not Photoshop. You can see how his eye is kind of puffy underneath. You know, he's dealing with a lot of those lupus symptoms, so he looks look like you know. Yeah, it looks like it's like really him. Yeah, that's most definitely him. I think it's real. Mm-hmm. It looks real to me, honey. Yeah, he's got some muscly legs, too. <laughs> Maybe it's that angle. I don't know. I gasped when I saw it, though. It took me. I guess I just got caught off guard, but I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I literally kept getting tagged on Twitter. Who the fuck is tagging me? So I finally walk over to Twitter, and I'm like, the first thing I get hit in the face with is Miss <laughs> Keenan Malls, just bam, right in the forehead. I'm like, well, damn, I wasn't expecting this, but it's about to be a good evening. Okay, something to look at. <laughs> well, you know, that one was so in your face. Like, I remember the safari nudes that were leaked, mm. quote unquote, leaked, you know. Those were like, weren't, wasn't he like kind of standing in a mirror or something? Like, mm -hmm. this is, as soon as you see this picture, it's just boom, dick, right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> just bam right on the forehead yes <laughs> you woke everybody up this evening honey yes yes he definitely gave the people something to talk about so like i said i, I think it'll definitely um be addressed on his show or maybe not i don't know but and maybe that's how it got leaked i don't know because it is yeah. interesting how did this get out right it's bad enough the whole suit situation on the top so, yeah. But now to have like his official nude just out there. What a I coincidence. Mean, yeah, he I mean, right now there's an NBA basketball going on and Nick's peen is trending. <laughs> Number one on social media right now. So he done took over all the attention. He knew what the hell he was damn doing with that tight ass suit on. Nick's dick out trended the game. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> that some shit? <laughs> Somebody says me seeing why Nick Cannon is trending, but remember that I'm a lesbian. Oh, no. <laughs> Even the lesbians are like, okay, well, shit, maybe Nick can get it, honey. Yeah, I, like I said, I see why he's got so many kids now. And besides, I mean. He I knows he is dead wrong for that <laughs> shit. Like, did he just, like, tape it to his thigh? Like, it's not even moving. I don't know. It is. It, 
oh god the the, the memes are what has made people fall the memes of the ladies falling out the couch and stuff but, yeah i don't know i don't know how that that goes i guess he just was having a he got excited and decided to take a selfie maybe he had that in his roster for a while you know just in case someone needed no, it no i'm talking I, about the suit like, oh, if he, like when he's in the suit he starts dancing he's showing off his shoes uh-uh, he's like, hey, look at my red shoes, and he starts moving, but his pee name is just like stuck to his thigh. <laughs> Somebody, he tape it there for the show. <laughs> but I told you, he's just sitting there, clicking his heels three times like the damn, like Dorothy, the the fucking Wizard of Oz, and his pee is not moving anywhere. It's just sitting on his thigh. My pee, it don't move. It don't move. <laughs> I told you that video is a trip. Oh my god, that video is a trip. I I would love to see behind the scenes some people's faces because you know that's all they could see. Right. And you know the studio audience is zooming in and we're seeing it. That's why I'm trying to figure out like how did Nick keep it right there in that same spot? Like, it did not move. Like, did he glue it to his thigh? Did he tape it down? Because at this point, he'll do anything for clout. That that yeah. damn peen was sitting there harder than that damn Gorilla Glue girl's hair. Oh, he yeah. wasn't going nowhere. We mixed that. <laughs> you see, I, I don't know if you saw her not speaking of Gorilla Glue, where she had fucked up her hair again. She's an idiot. I've seen that. I ain't paying her ass. <laughs> no mind. Oh my god, this conversation is a hot mess. Yeah, Nick, only Nick could have people up at damn near midnight, okay, around the country talking about his damn ping. I know, I was like, let me put my baby to bed so I can talk about Nick Cannon's dick. I was zooming in to see if he, like, waxed or shaved or whatever, because, you know, sometimes you could tell. And I was like, damn, he's got a little smiley face. Like, the way his veins and shit go. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is a mess. Oh, my gosh. This was too funny. Too funny. Yeah. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He definitely knows what he's doing. I wouldn't be surprised if he released that shit himself and... Just to get, because, you know, everybody's been clowning him about the ratings, because I guess, you know, everything going on with Wendy, and then he tried, well, I don't know, I know he had hosted the Wendy show before, but I don't think people were really checking for it like that, mm-hmm. and then they were saying the ratings on his own show were trash, so what other way, I guess, I'm sure his core audience are women, what other way to get people talking about you? Boom, that part. <laughs> video is so funny, because he starts, it's just literally sitting there. <laughs> it's just sitting no matter what he does he's walking around the stage he's walking in front of the camera he starts trying to do a little shuffle and a jig and that shit is not moving so i'm like <laughs> nick did you take your dick to your thigh inquire minds want to know because that thing's just sitting there like you know like he pays bills <laughs> yeah because in the other one it is standing straight up yeah yeah He is trending number one right now. This is a hot mess. Oh my goodness. He never ceases to amaze me with his foolishness. It's always something coming from him. Yeah, he's definitely a character. It'll be interesting to see what he says, if he says anything at all, or if any of his baby mamas say anything. I wonder what Mariah has to say. I know Mariah got to be embarrassed. Because, you know, she's like a really private person and she tries to act like so divish and demure. 
And meanwhile, her baby daddy, ex-husband, just keeps on just tainting her damn legacy. Having all these kids, and now he's throwing pictures of his huge dick out there. <laughs> I swear the whole situation is a hot mess. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, now we know. This is, this is unprecedented. I've never <laughs> seen a male talk show host with their peen just chilling on their leg while they're doing a live show. <laughs> That's why somebody said there's something really wrong with Nick Cannon. Yeah, because think, uh, I don't know, Steve Harvey or uh, Jay Leno, um, what's it, Jimmy Fallon? Like, what? Imagine if Imagine your pain was just laying on their thigh and they're just walking and talking. Like, this is crazy. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bizarre. I do see a lot of Because I remember everybody was like, what is Mariah seeing him? What is Mariah seeing? You know, Mariah is this, you know, she's the go all that. Well, we see now. But yeah, it is interesting. This is It's a new wave of talk show hosts and they will do anything for clout. They need the ratings. Exactly. That's what it looks like to me. Well, he may get some ratings, but now he's going to have to wear them same damn pants just in different colors every show. <laughs> He'll come up in gray sweatpants every day. <laughs> It worked for Safari, I guess. I mean, for a little while, at least. <laughs> this might give his show a little clout for a little while, though, but I still don't think them ratings are going to be hitting like that because he's just, uh, maybe, I'm not saying going to say he's boring, but I think uh, ever since that whole, I guess, scandal he had where he uh, spoke about Jewish people and offended the Jewish community, and then he went on a hobo apology tour for three years and all that shit. Ever since then, he seems much more censored. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just, I, I don't feel like people want to watch censored people. Like, that's kind of why people like watching uh, Wendy, because she just kind of said what she said. Right, right. But unfortunately, we live in a day and age now where it's like you're not even allowed to, like, speak your truth without people getting offended. Yeah, even on YouTube, like all the shit that you go through with YouTube, that's crazy. Like everybody always went to YouTube because you didn't have to deal with like that mainstream media biased bullshit. And now YouTube is trying to do the exact same thing. Right. No, I definitely, definitely agree with that. That's yeah. why everybody's about to start going to Spotify. Mm hmm. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see what Nick, a.k.a. Dick Cannon, has to say next. I can't wait, yeah, though. I'm, I'm here for it. Maybe <laughs> Jesse Smollett will comment on it. Right. <laughs> Mr. Street Meat. Yeah, that was a good segue. <laughs> no, that definitely was. That worked out perfectly. <laughs> this whole situation was a mess. But, Emily, once again, thank you so much for joining me tonight on Tea Time Unfiltered. I really appreciate it. It's been a wonderful conversation, especially this whole Dick Cannon controversy. Oh, yeah, that was a good, that was a little chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. So we will talk to y'all later. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you leave a comment on YouTube if you guys want to get in the discussion. Also, don't forget that we're doing our official Green Room show tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you want to call in and be a part of the conversation, make sure you join me on the Green Room app tomorrow. And we'll see you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.